Please note, this podcast contains adult language and just general fuckery. Listener discretion is advised. Bum bum. If you're looking for a special edition of Rewind that features Bill and Dan, then this is the podcast for you. I'm Sarah, and today I have two very VIP guests to talk all about Las Vegas, the Star Trek convention that's coming up soon, and maybe a little movie you love or hate known as Insurrection. Welcome, guys! I am. Oh, is it our turn? So excited! <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Oh my! Hey, God. Sarah. Hi. <laughs> it's been so long. It has been. It's been a long, been a long road. road. It's not. Uh, no, let's not. Getting from, <laughs> from here to here, Canada there to, to there. Las Vegas. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey. Yeah. Get me on that plane. Ready to rock hey. and roll. It is great to see you. It's great uh, to yes. see you guys. Uh, the last time I actually saw your wonderfulness was in Vegas. Yeah, and you didn't have there. a goatee. Has it taken this long to oh get my that one God. back? No, it, it, no. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, it grows in quick. I hated that so much, oh. shaving that thing off. It was, so did the rest of us have to look at you. I, I'm sure, because I couldn't stand to look at me. <laughs> uh, but no, this grew in in like a, it grows in like a week, a week, two weeks. Yeah. Mine so. too. Lovely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I will not be doing that this year. I no? will be. I will be goatee full. The whole time, fantastic. Well, full. that beautiful me... goatee full, whatever you want to say. No, <laughs> <laughs> we could. There's a t-shirt in there. I think there's a t-shirt there. Um, well, that's a great little segue. Are you going to have any costumes planned for uh, Las Vegas this year, my friend? I am only planning on doing a very subtle cosplay, and it's what I did in Chicago. I'm just going to have my Admiral Picard uniform. Uh, I'm not going to go all out. I'm not going to do the Thanos this year. I'm not going to do Galt. I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of dial it back a little bit so that I can be at the booth a lot more and and be talking to the people when they come over and and enjoying that aspect of it. Doing some mm-hmm. recordings while we're there. And one day I'll just wear the uniform around the whole the whole uh, convention floor. You left out the part. It's it. basically so your podcast partner doesn't kill you. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Bill, you're not have... going to do cosplay. You don't usually dress up. No, no neither do I. No, not usually. I sometimes, but I've I've gained my COVID nineteen and then some, and I need to uh, go through the Star Body by Starfleet program to uh, <laughs> fit back into my Starfleet <laughs> uniforms. So uh, maybe next year we'll see. Yes. I about understand. You? Do you ever do anything? No, I don't. Oh, okay. It's right. you know, it's that much more. I have to try and pack and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know where I would get a uniform. It's very different when like, you live on an island in Canada. There's you're you're at the mercy of the internet, and I don't trust measuring myself to get something made. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. And it's Vegas. It's hot. It is. And, yeah. I mean, although when I'm staying at the Rio, which looks lovely, um, <laughs> uh, they've obviously just I don't know. Should I be staying there? Is it okay? Am I elite enough to be staying there? Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly yikes. more elite than we are. Oh, um, they're not. They're not putting the actors up in there, are they? It's no ballets, oh. at least. Well, I can tell you that the uh, actors on current Star Trek usually stay at uh, the Cosmopolitan or the Aria. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, that's when CBS was running the show. I would imagine they're not staying at the Rio and I wouldn't want them to. No, not at all. <laughs> no, we don't need to have the headlines about how many actors just got Legionnaire's disease. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Breaking TMZ news. Oh yep. my gosh. Oh, God. How many feral cats plane. did you adopt while you were there? Um, <laughs> Spot, the Rio spot, has spot. had a the Rio has had a feral cat problem for a long time in Vegas in general. Well, but you yeah, can always find them around the Rio. Yeah, I've never seen one. Yeah, no, I've never huh. seen one. Interesting. They have lots in Disneyland. They eat the they mice and rats and stuff. I would hope. so. I'd rather be a feral cat than like a feral possum. Or I'd, I'd rather be Will Ferrell. Yeah, we'd rather you were too. <laughs> Wow! Thanks. Yeah, that. that video you you shared with some of us about um, the the live TikTok about this is this is the Rio, this is how it's doing. I was shocked to be honest. Like I never thought it was like the greatest place. It's actually a lot of the Vegas hotels I could really give two shits about. Right. But um, I just remembered when I went the last time it was there would for me would have been 2017. So that's pre-COVID. It's the heyday. Yeah. They had the the masquerade performance the for show, free, yeah. and they had the there was a pub and there was like a, there was lots going on. Wetzel's pretzels. Hello. My favorite. Yep. I earned my beads one year at the Rio. Oh, that yeah, was great. You did. Um, totally. Kind of beads. <laughs> <laughs> the kind that, that Dan normally pulls out. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it, I, there are some conflicting reports about whether or not that video, um, it's, it's this TikToker, or this, this Vegas the person who does a lot of, you know, yeah. Vegas content. And um, I, I've, I've come to find out that, Guy Fieri's and Dan will be happy about this is normally open Thursday through Sunday and is closed Monday through Wednesday. And the Starbucks at the convention center or the one next to the hash house, the walk down is open. One, yeah. Yep. Is open 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. So at least, you know, that, you know, those aspects of the video, at least allegedly right now are not necessarily true. Although um, I know people who were there last month and they said, yeah, that video is spot on. So whether or not they're slowly changing things or that person was just there at the wrong time of day, well, I don't know. You know, you're in summer season now. It's probably a bit busier season with bachelorettes and weddings and people traveling in general. So they probably spice right. up a little of their staffing, I would hope. And mm. I was playing around on the Google Maps, though. Have you heard of it? Google, they have these maps. No, no. What's, what's oh, that? It's super cool. There's like this website you go to. It's called Google. And you look and there's maps. And uh, not only across the street was there like a Walgreens, but there's also... A Chick-fil-A, hello, and a Del Taco, yep. hello. As a, a Canadian who doesn't get that stuff regularly, I will get me some Chick-fil-A. I like to go on Sundays specifically to get the best chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've never heard. Um, I've never been to a Del Taco. I never will. Oh, it's so well, it's good. They're, Breakfast they don't tacos. have them out here. Yeah. yeah, they don't have them out here. No, mm. Not at all. It's like because uh, we live in the boy. East where people hate the oh, life. Yeah. Right. No, I go there people all the time in life. California. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I, I apologize to everybody in the East, including myself. So, yeah. and and I'm not I'm not upset. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I could care less about the whole Guy Fieri restaurants being open after seeing what he did this weekend. I don't give a damn about the guy anymore. Screw him. So I'm uh, guessing you're not bringing your Guy Fieri cosplay. Yeah, and I can act like an asshole. <laughs> well, you do that without the the cosplay. <laughs> Anyway, I, it was a it was a it was a Mexican restaurant, was it Mexican fusion? Yes, place. It, it I went there. The, it was all right. Oh, it's the worst Mexican food I've ever had. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I was really drunk on margaritas, so everything tasted fantastic. I can't remember. It was twenty seventeen. I know a great place that you have yes. to go to. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, we'll I... we'll 
I'll actually, I'll tell you now, and anybody who's going to Vegas should go to this place. It's called El Segundo Soul. It's at the Fashion Show Mall next or across from Wynn and next door to Treasure Island. Yeah. It is by far one of the best Mexican restaurants in Vegas for tourists. And I say that because mm. everybody who lives in Vegas off the strip is probably going to say, no, 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 no. You want to go to this hole in the wall place. And I totally endorse that. Mm-hmm. But if you're in Vegas and you want to go someplace on the strip, this place has this place's tables right on the strip. Yeah. You know, awesome. right across from the wind. Everything is fantastic. We go just about every year that we've been to yep. Vegas. Nice. And um, it's I, I can't say enough about it. I'm not a huge Mexican fan, and I love going there. It's great. Yeah. Mm. I really like uh what is it called? It's like the new MGM. Um it's by the New York, New York. It's like a Hollywood newer studios. Sorry. No, it's like a, it's got MGM in the title, but it's like market. Or, I don't know. There was like a new hotel that was over down that way by by um, New York, New York, and it had a really great restaurant in it called Best Friends, and it's by um, a famous. Oh fuck! Never mind. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't but remember his name. I think it's. I can't remember his name, but he did that show on Netflix with John Favreau, a chef, and he's a. It's like Korean fusion and it's really good. They have really good ramen and it's called Best Friends. And we went there and it was awesome. I think it's at Park MGM. Park MGM. Thank you. Monte Carlo. That's right. That's where it is. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a really good place in that new hotel, that really tall one that's downtown. What is that? Circa? Yes. Yeah. There was a really great restaurant that I went to in there too. So, but usually I'm, I'm pretty easy going with my food. I don't really... Yeah. Especially at STLV, I don't have time to eat. That I'm usually just like, where can I just grab a slice of pizza or a pretzel or like a? <laughs> I got things to do. I got drinks to have. I got slots to play. <laughs> I That's got a, people to talk to. Do you play the slots when you go? Yeah, sometimes if I just oh. want to get a free drink and sit down because my feet are sore. Oh, it's good. I hear that. Yeah, if they get those uh, Star Trek slots. I'll I'll play a little bit. Oh, those are fun. Yeah, I've always I, I like those. those ones. Or the Walking Dead sometimes are fun and no. totally. Yeah. I think there was a Jaws slot Brittany. when I was there in uh, in March, not at at Rio, but at, at one of the uh, the hotels I walked by. Whoa, Dude, they have a no. slot machine for just about everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the Hangover, Sex in the City, yeah. Bill and Dan. Um, yes, yeah, so we Dan have our machine. own slot machine. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. It's called "Am I Going to Smother Dan with a Pillow While He's Sleeping?" <laughs> and I'm the only winner. Jackpot! <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, it. <laughs> Wow. Uh, anyway, that took a turn. It, yeah, a turn. it got dark. It got it really got dark. dark. Um, so, you know, I know we talked about this for the Patreons. And so it'll be really interesting when this comes out, what we know about the reality of STLV, because there is a possible strike coming. But let's pretend that it does not affect STLV in any way. And okay. tell us about what you're excited about most in terms of who's attending so far? Like, is there anybody that's showing up this year that you've never seen before that you're really excited to try and maybe get an autograph or see them on stage? Bill? Dan, go ahead. All right. Uh, Todd Stashwick. Yeah. I loved, I loved him in, in Picard. He was awesome. He was funny. He was gritty Mm -hmm. and everybody hated him in the first episode. And I I loved loved him. him. And I loved him. He is a nerd just like we are. He (sighs) he plays D and D and all kinds of stuff. I can't wait to meet that guy and shake his I am hand. What a super great job excited. He did. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. I have to agree 100%. Yeah. Um, 
I'm looking forward to actually getting to meet Michelle Hurd, which we've never done. Yep. Um, yes. I, about that? yes. Oh my God. I, I love I love everything she did as Rafi on Picard. Oh, um, yeah, fantastic character. She just it, I, I love that her character has a complete arc in Picard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important thing because not every character gets that in Star mm-hmm. Trek. I mean, let's be honest. It's mm-hmm. funny. She I- went from conspiracy theorist to first officer of the Starship Enterprise, and that's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing because we've talked about how Nog probably had the greatest character arc in Star Trek, at least in Deep Space Nine. And I got to put, even though it was only three seasons, she's got just as great an arc as Nog did with what she, like Bill's a conspiracy theorist, drug addict, alcoholic, living in the desert in a shack. Nobody believed her, loses her family. And then look where she ends up at the end. She was right mm-hmm. about everything. It was a great storyline and and she portrayed it so great and that's one of the things i'm excited about is to talk to her about it mm-hmm. absolutely i'm also excited to see terry metallis um yes. yeah I same mean, here first of all the guy's got two deloreans i mean i love that that's i'm gonna <laughs> that's see crazy. how much he's willing to sell one because it's been on brad's list to try and get one of those forever <laughs> we've come close to a few barn finds in calgary and some other places but uh you know there's always someone a little bit quicker to the draw to get one of those bad boys but if you go to pine valley there's a cave and mm. there might be one in there from uh, when they went back to the old West. Okay, and you might be able to grab grab it. Shut, not. shut your mouth. Shut, sh- shut it. Uh, shut it. Sorry. Zip, zip it. Sorry. Zip it. Uh, zip zip it. it. Good. Is there any? Uh, is there anybody you're going to get a photo with or get an autograph? Do you guys ever try try and do that kind of thing if you have time? So last year, we got. I got screwed out of getting autographs from. Jess Bush, Melissa Navia, and actually I did get Celia Rose Gooding. Yep. That was the mm-hmm. only one I got yep. because of the way creation was doing autographs. We had to leave to go set up for our party on you know, the Friday of last convention weekend. Yeah. And they were cutting the line off at a particular point because they had to go be on a panel. And I it's like, well, that. you can come back later. And it's like, no, I, I actually can't. So then I was out those tickets. But uh, come hell or high water, I'm getting autographs from Strange New World cast members even though I don't have a job right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, last, yeah, I feel like almost creation's got a little bit of, somebody may have put a little curse on them or something and they need to start burning some sage at their offices because not only did they get obviously affected by COVID-19, but last year was a bit of a hot dumpster fire with the organization in general. I mean, the Bally's was not an ideal location and the scheduling was a disaster. And even just the simple art of lining people up to get photo ops or whatever the case may be was chaos. And um, yeah, I just, and then now facing what possibly could be a strike and which would have an impact on the guests. It's like, damn, it's 2023 guys. Can we catch a break sometime soon? (laughs) Like I almost always um, order autographs ahead of time from their website. Mm -hmm. I haven't done that yet. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if I'm going to, um, but um, I've got the poster from Strange New Worlds that I want to continue to to fill up. And Bill uh, pointed me in the direction of a wonderful Enterprise print. It was from the Star Trek store, wasn't it, Bill? Uh, that we got that uh, Enterprise D print from? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So I'm going to bring that. And I'm trying to decide if I'm going to get TNG cast to do it or mm. if I'm going to try to get Picard cast to sign it because mm. it does say Picard on the bottom corner of it. Right. So it's technically a Picard poster, even though it's the 
it's the wall art pretty much from Picard's Red Room on the Enterprise D. So I'm kind of deciding how I want to deal with that one. But I, I am planning on getting at least a couple autographs. I really don't know if I'm going to get any photo ops this year. I'm not, I haven't really mm-hmm. thought into that. Yeah. I pre-purchased my Jerry Ryan autograph and um, Ed Good Spielers. Move. Oh, so, yeah. Nice. Uh, so, and I'm hoping to find a photo of the two of them at the end of the final Picard when they're sitting side by side on the yep. on the Enterprise. Yep. That would be a good one to have them both sign it if I can. Um, and I'm thinking when I'm there, I will get Todd's um, autograph yes. and maybe Terry's um, for yep. sure. Yep. Yeah. Todd's awesome. He might have been the best. He might have been the best um new face that we saw i mean everybody was so great in picard yeah um, but his his the way that he portrayed that character and the fact that it's based off of jaws a little bit just is another reason <laughs> to love it even more it says a lot about his skills as an actor to join a such an iconic cast and to still stand out as a fan favorite because mm-hmm. the show is called picard and you've got yeah. sir P- patrick fucking stewart and this guy's still getting a lot of buzz Yep. Yeah. deservedly so like he was i love that character the minute i saw him because i was just like that's what i like about the picard series in general it's not bubblegum cookie cutter everything's perfect raffi mm-hmm. is the perfect proof of that and even the story arc of what seven of nine had been through etc cetera, etc cetera. so this guy is sitting there just being like who the fuck are you guys like i know who you are i get it i get it but like no this is my ship no no <laughs> oh my god i love it yeah so good um the party uh, party party's gonna be fun uh, oh just the location God. makes it makes me want to get up and dance that is do exciting. it do it right now yeah and you, you can get up you no, had great interactions with the with that place and, and setting it all up hey mm-hmm. they were super yeah, stoked it, to have they you were, call they are very excited to have us and uh they're gonna make it work for us and it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome that place is gonna be jam-packed uh, yeah. What did we sell out in 12 minutes this well, year, Bill? Taylor Swift style. I mean, it was Christ. like 18 or something 18? like that. Yeah, we put the first, we put the first 200 tickets to the party available, um, you know, a couple of months ago mm-hmm. and they, like Dan said, they, they, they sold out their free tickets, but they sold out yeah. in about 18 minutes, which is the fastest it's ever happened before. Wow. Um, back in February, the Fansets guys went to Vegas and toured like a dozen different places to find a new home for the party. Cause last year's, was fucking terrible. A joke. Yep. Joke. Um, <laughs> so they went to Millennium Fandom and met with the owner Alex, and it it, it was amazing. You know, it, they felt like it was where the party belonged, and it's it, it's nerd central. I mean, they have all kinds of nerd theme parties all year long. Yeah, they were totally jazzed and on board to bring this party to Millennium Fandom, and honestly, it's probably the venue we should have done from day one, but now we get to do it. Um, for all future parties, which will be fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who Dan. are the special guests that we're going to have there? Oh Dan? well, we got we got some special guests. The one and only John Billingsley will be oh, there, of course, yes. who has be- we've become bad. such dear friends with him, even though he is kind of a hack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, Bonnie Gordon from Star Trek Prodigy. May they Lovely. find a place to live very soon. Um, and then, of course, the uh, top billing I got to think uh, is the case is uh, the wonderful and talented Michelle Hurd, who we have already been talking about here. That is huge. Um, uh, Bill reached out to her while I was dealing with the passing of my mom and she replied with one of the most gracious emails I think we have ever seen Bill and her excitement for being part of this, 
Um, so if everything goes well with what's going on in Hollywood right now and she's there, it is going to be a night to remember. I cannot wait for that. It's going to be great. So the first half of the party is going to be a live recording of Trek Geeks, the podcast with awesome. Bonnie and John and Michelle. And um, oh, we've okay. never done that before <laughs> in that kind of venue. Um, no, not you. Sorry. Your agent said no. We got turned down. Frank. I know. Frank. Talking to the dog. <laughs> then we're going to have a little halftime show with Bonnie Gordon singing some songs. And she's always a crowd favorite. She's performed at Millennium Fandom many times. So it's it's a venue that she knows and it's going to be great. And then the last half of the party is going to be the biggest giveaway of fan sets pins that we have ever done in the history of this oh my party. God, oh my God, oh my God. We've never given away more and we're going to play all kinds of trivia and do all kinds of ticket pulls. Yeah. And it's it, the party ends when it ends. Yeah. No Amazing. Yeah. And do you need help? How can I help? <laughs> I because if you guys are going to be fucking doing, help, <laughs> you let me know because I will obviously be there. Yes. And I can be there early to help set up. I can be there as a bouncer to keep people in line. I could be, I can be your hero, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could bring Dan a slice of watermelon. I don't I know. I can oh, bring slices go. of watermelon. Yeah. I could bring martinis to the stage. You I just would tell love me. that. That is what I will hire you for. That is yeah, your job. Bring drinks to you guys or Jagger mm-hmm. bombs or I'll find and something really gross. Oh, drop funny, shots, I, um, you know. I dropped an email to Bonnie yesterday, actually, and she replied uh, about how excited she was that it's going to be a Millennium Fandom. And she's like, Oh, and I'll be able to do some songs and then I said, Oh yeah, we already have you scheduled for that. You're doing the halftime show. And she's all up for it. She's excited about it. So awesome. Uh, it's gonna be pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Love it. It'll be cool. Can't wait. And, and, so and I will, you... I don't want to, I don't want to give anything away and I won't, but we have seen the list of what the giveaways are gonna be from yeah. fan sets. And it is fucking unbelievable. It is yeah, I it's... wish that I wasn't an employee so I could partake in winning stuff. Now because... for those that are listening who haven't attended one of these parties before but are one of the lucky few that have got a ticket, how do the giveaways work? Is there trivia questions? Is it just drawing a name from a hat? What what is this? You throw in an egg at somebody if it hits and sticks, they win it like all of that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we're bringing in like uh, you know 12 dozen eggs just for that purpose. It's going to smell um, awesome. Well, eventually we'll be long gone by the time yeah, that, yeah. that happens. But no, it, it's a series of uh, stump the geek trivia questions, except yes. instead of trying to stump Dan, um, people have to answer the question to, to win a prize. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or they're also like, um, you know, like door prize yeah. ticket pulls yep. type thing. Awesome. So uh, intermittently, um, you know, we'll call out a number and whoever has that ticket gets that particular prize. So um, that's kind of the the way we've done it the last few years. Right. Uh, last year was kind of hijacked a little bit, but mm-hmm. we're going to write the ship this year and make it the best damn party ever. And now is this place going to be closed to the general public? Don't know, I don't, but I don't know that that matters. Yeah, I don't think it matters either because of because just the nature of the place. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Now, and, I will say. Go ahead, Sarah. Yep. No, I, I, you can go ahead and then I'll follow up my next question. I was going to say for for all the amount of stuff that's being given away, of course, not everybody's going to win something, but somebody is everybody is going to walk away with something because as we have every year, the Fan Geeks Party, we have a special Fan Geeks Party pin that we're going to have available for everybody who yeah. is there, um, which is always a huge hit. I mean, people mm-hmm. love that pin. So uh, I'm excited about it. And that'll be uh, that'll be something that you'll be getting as soon as you walk in the door. You'll be handed your Fan Geeks Party pin 2023. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so that's my question is when you walk through the door, 
you know, you're like, I got the golden ticket, got my pin. Is it a, is there hostesses that are going to be seating based on maybe a table of five or four or people able to make reservations or is it a seat yourself? And is there food? You, you can't make reservations. Um, I, I think it's pretty much just a sort of general admission. Mm-hmm. Once you get there, yeah. you sit where you find a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as food, I actually don't know. I don't, I don't know if they have a menu or not. Um, I do think they're going to have some, I don't know, maybe finger foods might be the right word. Appetizers. Maybe I think I'm not hundred percent positive. Um, appetizers. Appetizers. Yes. And they will have, of course they do have drinks. Obviously it's the, it's yeah. the millennium phantom bar, but, uh, I, I want to say that he did say something about food. So. All right. But we'll see as I take a sip of my martini, actually, as we're sitting here talking. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Um, and it's basically, it is not a humongous location. So it is going to be, there's going to be crowded and they're going to have probably some stand up tables here and there. Um, there'll be a lot of standing room only, I, I think. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of seating available. Yeah, which is okay. I'm looking at their. Uh page right now and i see they have a instagram so i'm just going to click follow on that because absolutely why not i know i've looked into it before um having wanted to stop in there and check it out but uh, i hadn't done it um oftentimes when i go to vegas in the fall for the sema car we're staying downtown so it's always one of those things of like can i wrangle the cats to freaking come somewhere cool and (laughs) stop talking about cars for five goddamn minutes and maybe talk about (laughs) space something cool They also have an overflow room at Millennium Fandom, which, you know, there's been talk that we may be in the main bar area, but I, I, for all I know, that could change by the time we get there and we could be in their annex out back, which is a larger space. But I I think either way, there might be some overflow between the two rooms. Right. Are you able to divulge what the capacity is? I mean, if you've given away 200 tickets, then you're going to have yourselves and guests and and then... You, you're going to have like come to the booth at the beginning of the convention for a ticket. What's the uh, guesstimate on how much space we're going to take up if it's a small spot? I don't know what the venue's capacity is. It's not that it's a small spot. It's just that we're going to pack it with people. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, there theoretically will be as many as 300 attendees, which the venue said mm-hmm. they can easily accommodate. Awesome. That's yeah. great. So that's all that matters. Yeah. It's not that the place is tiny, like the very first place we went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what was that key place called? Something. Oh, it like... had two different names. That's right. But it's, it's out of business now it's and gone. that's probably yeah. for the best. Um, <laughs> but you know, we, we probably could have packed even more Trekkies in there, but you know, we don't want to one, you know, overdo things for the millennium fandom staff. Well, right? yeah, you know, because they've got, only so many people, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously we want to comply with any fire code Absolutely. because we don't want the venue to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So he said, you know, if we get 250 to 300 people, that's, that's perfect. So that's kind of the ballpark we're shooting for. And uh, I imagine we'll have probably about that number and we'll it's going it. to be a great I can't wait. Yeah, I can't we'll wait. It. That's going to be awesome. You guys it have is. done a fantastic job already. So I will say thank you in advance for all the hard work and for what's going to be a fantastic night. We love it well, because it's 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 being together with the Trek family in a way that you don't get at the no. convention site. Yeah. Um, we we've touted this as being the biggest Star Trek party on the Strip for years, and yeah. it really has turned into that. I think. Um, I think it's, so. It's going to be fantastic. Getting bigger and bigger every year. For a while, it was the only Star Trek party on the mm. Strip mm-hmm. yeah. because nobody wanted to. You know, in fact, we first started the party. People say, "Oh, you'll never get people to attend." Because it's away from the Rio. They don't want to leave yeah. the Rio, yeah. They don't want to leave the Rio. And we packed the house the very first year. So we said, okay, 
let's keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And so we did. And technically, I mean, we're still on Las Vegas Boulevard. So technically it's the strip. Um, but even though we're just a smith like a half a block off the strip. So hi Frank. Frank. Hey, Frankie, what's up? Who's that, bud? Oh, uh, big yawn. He's yeah. not bored. He's always That's bored. Okay. He's a good yeah. guy. How come I'm not getting any attention? Why are you talking to these guys? What a nerd. <laughs> um, oh, oh my God. That's exactly what Aria does to me. Yeah. That's you got to keep scratching. Yep. He's got a lot Don't of stop. neck. Don't stop. A lot of neck that needs some scratching. Um, the booth. What do you have anything special? Any surprises at the booth? Is there going to be. Dan will be there. <laughs> yeah. Tell me all about that it. That is a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think we have anything, any surprises planned, Bill. I know that we're going to be there. We are bringing our recording equipment so that we Fun. can do recordings. If you know, you know, people come by and we want to have a discussion. If any of this talent come by and want to have a discussion, we're going to be ready to go so that we can catch them on mic. Um, but other than that, it's just going to be doing what we like to do, which is talking to the fans and the listeners and and having a great time with our Star Trek family because we only get to do it once a year. Mm-hmm. There are so many people out there in Star Trek fandom who still have no idea what a podcast is. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we've gotten it at every show that we've been to, even at mission Chicago, people are like, what's, what's a podcast. I don't, yeah. what, what do you do with it? How much does it cost me? Um, yeah. So, you know, it's part of its education, you know, but we'll see. Um, I, it's, we usually walk away with a, you know, usually a, introducing a few people to podcasts. And I look mm-hmm. forward to that part in particular. Yep. Absolutely. Sweet. The only thing it costs you is your sanity if you're going to listen to Trek Geeks. No oh, God. Right. Yeah. We are not responsible for therapy. <laughs> yeah, God, be careful with those early episodes of Rewind. Jesus. <laughs> Even Haley and I are scared to go back and listen, but I'm thinking I should do a best of uh, clips and do like a reveal where we react. <laughs> is there really the- a best of, though? I'm just kidding. Just gonna- <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a dick. That was a total wow. dick thing. I just want to see the reaction. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Every episode is the best of rewind. It, it, there's nothing better than rewind A-hole. on this network. It's, it's, it's rewind. Wow, why do you guys diss all the else. other shows? It's rewind everything else and then Trek Geeks. <laughs> why? Why are you trashing all the other shows too, Dan? Yeah. To the you know when I'm on the other show, I'll say the thing about them that they're yeah. at the top, and then it's just you know this is being recorded. You moron. <laughs> they all know I love them all. There's no there's no ranking here at Trek Geeks. None at all. Well, I can't wait to to get there. I'm gonna be no. I'm gonna be hanging out at the booth if you let me. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I let I you. Will... We're making you. Okay, even better. <laughs> uh, put me to work. We'll no. we'll we'll chat. We'll bug people. We'll give them a hard time. Go get me some chicken. We'll sneak some <laughs> sneak some flasks in and. Absolutely. Or we'll Party do runs to the bar. Yeah. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good to me. Awesome. That's happening. Anything else uh, Vegas related that you're excited for or thoughts or plans? Fast enough. I know. Yeah. I can't wait to put up our new banner, dude. That's going to be fantastic. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's, it's, it's some high class looking stuff and it's amazing that it's ours. Yeah. Um, See that it, thing it looks pretty rad. Last year's looked good. Don't get me yep. wrong. Yep. Mm-hmm. The person who designed that did an amazing job, they, but you, this year's is next did. level. Um, Three dimensional even. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah. Can't lean up against it. it. Put your hand right through it. That's yeah. Somebody's gonna like go face. through it like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> right. Ah, I like that yeah. idea. Or you know, Dan's hand will start disappearing like in back to the future. 
Whoa. <laughs> we've made full circle there. Oh that's, my God. That's um, perfect. I, I did that. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, we would love to take a moment of your time to discuss our fabulous sponsors, Fansets. You know them. You love them. And I have a few new, new releases to update you on. 14 new items will be at the show in Las Vegas, including an original series set and an archer with glitter. I saw too, there's a super cool Klingon communicator among other really great stuff. So get on over to fansets.com. If you can't be there in Vegas, use our special discount code, TrekGeeks, one word, all caps locks, at the checkout to get yourself 10% off your entire order. I cannot wait to see these fabulous people in person in Las Vegas. Always a pleasure. I know I'm going to end up buying way too many pins. Can't wait. Bring it on. Fan sets. Our pins have character. So we have something else really important to talk about. <laughs> do we? Rip, do, do we? Do we? <laughs> One of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> We're talking Citizen about Jaws? Star Trek Insurrection. <laughs> Citizen Kane. Did you say Citizen Kane? <laughs> I did. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. I've never Rose seen Bart. it. I've never seen it. Well, there's your homework. I'm not going to watch it. I haven't seen Hammer right now. Jet, so. I haven't seen Gone with the Wind. I haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life. You're fired. Um, You're fired. Yeah, Star Trek Insurrection. Uh, okay. So, why Why do you love this movie? That's a good question. I think I love it because of the same reasons that I love episodes like Menage a Troy and Rascals. It's something that I loved when I was a kid or when I was younger. Although I would have been a bit older when Insurrection came out. But I think it was still that, like, what year did it come out? Do we know? 19, yes. Ago, 1998, right I think. 1998. Grad year. I so I was still a teenager and I thought it was funny. I thought the whole Worf's got a pimple, Deanna and Riker are having baths. There's a flotation device side story with data that makes no sense. There's Picard dancing. Uh, you got some good skin stretching villains. Uh, all in all, Alex Trebek. there's nothing wrong with it. There's I can't think of anything that's wrong with it. It's just a good, fun way to spend an hour and 47 minutes or whatever the hell okay. the time is on that. Sarah, I, I love you. I, I, I you. loved you since the first day we introduced you're a wonderful member of this Trekkies. Fan. There are a lot of things wrong with this movie. I like, and I lot, like it. I like the movie. I don't yeah. love it. I like it a lot. I just, there's some things now. Now, first of all, let's, we got to get, let's the, talk about them. got to get the important stuff out of the way. Of course, screenplay right. by Michael Pillar story by Rick Berman and Michael Pillar directed by Frakesy himself, Jonathan Frakes and produced by Rick Berman and bill. You were right. It did come out in 1998 as pretty much as late in 1998 as possible. It was released on December 7th. I was going to say it's December 7th or 8th. Cause yeah, I saw uh, it. Excuse me, de- excuse me. December 11th. My apologies. December oh. 11th. So, um, so yeah, and I saw it on the 12th. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, what can go wrong with a with a movie directed by Jonathan Frakes? Usually, nothing. Usually, usually. Yeah. But <laughs> I was waiting for the but because I'm like, he's got, he's there's got to be a but there. I mean, like, ah. and this is are... this is a follow up to First Contact too, right? Yes, and that's a which sadly that's yes, the best movie. Hit. 
Yes. That's huge the best. runaway hit. Yeah. That's um, a tough act to follow. There are there are a lot of things that I like about Insurrection. I do like the um the ships, the special effects are fantastic. That briar patch is is awesome. I like the Admiral. Send your ships. You knew I was gonna do it at some point, Bill. I did. Um I did. But there are some aspects of it that just that really don't make sense. And and we can as Star Trek fans, we're gonna nitpick every episode and every movie to death. There's just a lot of nitpicking that can be done in this, I think, when we're looking at the specifics. And Bill is just like, yeah, see, I'm not right a now. specific nitpicker, but I can see <laughs> that maybe you guys contributed to a lot of the little goofs and stuff that are on the internet movie database. I collected a few of them, and there's a lot of little <laughs> little nuggets, little nuggies there that I'm like, oh my God, I did not even pay attention to that. I wasn't even sure I was watching Insurrection until I was halfway through. I thought I was still watching Voyage Home. (laughs) For me, what it comes down to, and the thing I hear people say all the time, is that it's like an episode of TNG for the movies. And that's honestly the problem. I don't want it to be an episode. I don't want it to be. Yeah, I don't want it to be a two-part episode with a little campy script. I want it to be a big-budget you know, story that is along the lines of first contact. And that for me is part of the reason why I think the film fails, you know, simply just from the script, you know, as much as Michael Piller is amazing and great and one of the best writers Star Trek ever had. I, I really think this is the, the weakest script to this point. Mm. Um, I'm glad you said and that. <laughs> the nemesis is like, hold my beer. <laughs> well, generations is no, no field trip. Let me, let me assure you. But, um, I think that coming off of First Contact, mm. which did everything right, for me, I think this one did pretty much everything wrong. Mm. Okay, that's fair. I I agree. I mean, there, I've I've seen that discussion too about how it's it's just like an episode. It's just kind of that yeah. fluffy, like oh, Prime Directive. Oh, one of the things. Hey, Jordy can see. Yeah, Kid from Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I always found very interesting is, and, and in a bad way, I got to say, is, first of all, this is the first and only time we have seen a real-life Admiral Janeway. I was betting the house that we were going to see you in Picard Season 3. Didn't get to see her. So we get to see Admiral Janeway in this one. And one of the things that just struck me hysterically is that she goes and tells Picard that she always that he always gets the tough jobs and she talks about the romulans and the borg and then says the sona i'm sorry there is nothing <laughs> remotely airy about taking over the galaxy from the sona but whatsoever so i found it very interesting that they were touted to be as dangerous as they were when we never heard of them they had one ship yeah and one crazy guy it would have been more believable to have had the the triples taking over all of Starfleet because there's been always the jokes about how the Klingons don't like them. I mean, right. Actually, you know what? If Terry's listening, Terry, I got an idea for you for a movie. If you want to do one, the triples, the ultimate villain, let's do this. We saw a glimpse of what they look, could look like in that one Picard episode. Didn't they have fangs? That's and- right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Genetically engineered one. Yeah. That's um, right. Let's do it. it. It's interesting because they had the potential for it to be, pretty big i mean they got f murray abraham to play ruafo they got yeah. you know anthony zuri playing the admiral um and um oh uh uh anish was um donna murphy donna murphy big yeah. big names to go along with the cast and it really had potential i just felt that it did not live up to that potential uh very much at all don't forget the dude from hardcastle and mccormick is one of the other baku 
Uh, Danny Hugh Kelly. I don't. Yeah, that's how much of an impression he made on that. Dan. Yeah, I don't yeah. even remember that show back when I was a kid. So, um, wow. But yeah, they had they had everything in place for it. I mean, you got as I said, you got Frakes directing. You got the cast coming off an incredible success. Mm-hmm. You um, get a great Jerry Goldsmith score. Yeah, Ooh, the music yeah, the, in the, the opening. The music is the music is fantastic in this movie. I don't as, like the opening theme. No. <laughs> fuck man get the fuck out of here the score itself for the movie is pretty great i don't like the opening theme because first contacts theme is probably probably my favorite yeah yeah it's so sweeping and and amazing you it's epic and then you get to this is like do do i know i felt like all i needed was like a feather and it would be like the opening scene of like Forrest Gump. Gump. yes yes <laughs> that's awesome um that'd be a good funny video to do on youtube is to do a and superimpose a feather over that opening scene and then just have like <laughs> Forrest Gump sitting on one of the benches in the backdrop when they're first like seeing the planet. Oh my God. If I had technical abilities, I would totally make that. There are some, there are some things that work, Bill. I think maybe like think? what, I don't know. Like what I'm saying this tongue in cheek, of course, when I ask you that question, because, Hey, let's put a joystick on the bridge of the enterprise and let's just fly the ship around that way. I, I'm much more, um, it's much more believable watching, um, Melissa Navia do her work on the, the enterprise in strange new worlds with just a, with just a flat panel. Than yeah. being able mm. to control the Enterprise E with a joystick. We're it's, through running from these bastards. bastards. It's fun, but it's just kind of like, oh boy, kind of campy. Mm. It mm. that's the thing. And that's my, like my big problem with Star Trek V is that this movie regresses the characters and and creates camp. Now, literally, it regresses the characters because Worf starts getting pimples, which is really weird. It is a gorge. Yeah, it's dumb, is what it is. And um, Mommy, it's cute. I like that. Yeah, it, it's it might have been cute during the series, like season one. Yeah, that's a good punchline. But I, I think that Michael Pillar was writing for television, and they decided yeah. to make it a movie. Um, well, you know, never do anything small, do you? Right, <laughs> smooth as an android's bottom, eh, Data? Oh no, love it. I love those one-liners. They're just funny to me. Any um, movie where you take away Riker's beard should be an automatic. Yeah. Half a half a star. That was that was disappointing. As a rating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, go ahead. No, 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 no. No. We've heard way too much of Bill and I so far. Yeah, way too much. Come on, it's your show. (laughs) Well, I I mean, there's two places. There's two ways I can go with this. I I did pull a little bit of uh, fast facts and and, uh, I love fast facts. Yeah, as I usually (laughs) do with Haley, so I can read up those. And then I have a couple of questions I'm going to pose to you guys to put you on the spot. And I think it's going to be uh, fantastic. So let me just take a look and see what I got here for some of these little fast facts. Okay. Number one, Captain Picard was originally going to kill Data in this film, a decision fully supported by Brent Spiner, who felt he was getting too old to play the character. This was vetoed by Sir Patrick Stewart. Spiner's script came with a note reading, better luck next time. (laughs) <laughs> that's so brent that's fun uh marina sirtis admitted that she fell asleep during the premiere that kind of uh, says she's it not alone yeah. yeah wow uh here's a goof when data and picard beam back up to the enterprise after jumping into the baku lake data's uniform is dry while picard's is still soaked so stupid where's the continuity person 
That could be used I as a personal happened, flotation device. Hey, no, hey, I think hey, what hey. happened in that is the transporter chief thought that Data's pattern was actually Picard, and he wanted Picard's uniform to be dry, so he manipulated the transporter buffer, but he got the people screwed up, so it was Data who was dry and Picard who was dry. Yeah, okay, nerd. See? Mm. <laughs> Mm. Well, speaking of uh, the flotation sure. device, when he says that in the event of an emergency, my body can be used as a flotation device, he then rises above the water as if he's inflating. But the platform yeah. that raises him higher in the water is visible through the water underneath. It absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a scene where when they're blasting through the cave wall, a tree falls over at the side and Picard and Data both look at it and then it's standing up again in the next scene. <laughs> Was <laughs> anybody paying lovely. attention? <laughs> oh. I love it. Uh, maybe this was a disaster of a film. Um, when Picard is first meeting with the Baku, there are children playing like a hacky sack kind of yes. game in the background. But during yeah. two short shots, the children can be seen making kicking motions, but there's no hacky sacks to be seen. Because it was, it was edited in with CGI. Yes. Um, and yeah. nobody can do so a hacky bad. sack that good. No. no. I wonder if they did the same thing for Will Ferrell in the office when he's doing his... Uh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, they had to. They had to. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, he was doing it without anyways. So well, there wrong. actually is a video on YouTube where somebody edited in the balls. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's 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 not as funny, I don't think, but it, it is a great editing job. It would be funny if they did like cats or something like that. <laughs> Chainsaws. Pizzas. Um, What's happening? In the beginning of the movie, after Picard, Riker, Troy, and Crusher enter the turbo lift, the turbo lift doors close and the reflection of the camera can be seen in the shiny oh, turbo lift door label. That's awful. Yep. Uh, here's a good error. I bet you both know this one. Troy comments that she's never kissed Riker with a beard before. Yet Troy Wrong. has kissed bearded Riker in Menage a Troy, 1990, as well as in several other occasions on Star Trek The Next Generation, 1987. Yeah. <laughs> right? And uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing how, how that makes it through into the final script. Um, yeah. Wouldn't even like Marina be like, "What the fuck is this?" I, all right, I don't want to be—I don't want to be critical of the people that did them back in the day, but I will say, this is why what we have now with Picard and Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds is so great because yeah. the people that are running these shows are just as anal retentive fans as we are, and they make sure that stuff like that does not get through. So, kudos to them. Mm-hmm. If they were around back in 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 the nineties, probably stuff like that wouldn't have happened. There's a lot of things that shouldn't have happened in the nineties when it comes to the television storylines, especially for <laughs> women. Oh so my true. god! Yes, yeah. <sighs> um, are your breasts feeling firmer? Fuck off. Okay, that line <laughs> does kind of bug me. It's like, come on, you got other things you can talk about. But no, m- mine are not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. Uh, while at the lake. Okay, here we go with the flotation shit again. Okay. While at the lake, Data says he was designed as a flotation device. This is not true. This is false. In Descent Part 2, 1993, Jordy reminisces about when he and Data went sailing on Dabala Lake, and Data decided to go swimming, jumped out of the boat, and sank straight to the bottom. Because of his lack of buoyancy, Data was forced to walk 1.46 kilometers along the bottom of the lake to get back to the surface. Even if he had altered his body to accomplish this task, he was not designed that way by soon. I agree completely. Nice. Busted. I like the one that, that gets me, and our, this may be on your list. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. No. Is when he's underwater and he pokes at the fish, you can see a tube that's like underneath the fake skin of data. Yes. That's. I, I think it's probably going in the side of his mouth that you can't see. Yeah. Kind of so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he's kind of smirking. Like, oh my god. I you love know, it. it's just it. It does not it, look good. It's great. 
but it looks fantastic. It's it's what makes this movie campy, and that's why I like it. I don't and like see, it because it's a good Star Trek film. I like it because it's a hot mess of just like, oh, uh, <laughs> I like, I just love it. It's like, look at how cute they are trying to make a movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I think that's why I dog on Star Trek Five so so much is that mm. you know if you look at Star Trek two, three, and four, they are a fantastic trilogy with a lot of character growth, mm. and Star Trek Five you know, reduces Chekhov and Sulu to teenage boys who are horny, essentially. Right. You know, you look at this movie and, you know, Data becomes a punchline in almost, almost every scene yes. he's in. Um, and there's just, there's way too many jokes. I think for me, the best scene of the movie is when Jordy gets to see the sunrise. Yeah, I think it's the most emotional you know, and he gets to share that with Picard. I think it's such a great moment for those characters. Yeah. But I think it's wasted in this putrid mess of a movie <laughs> um other than that good, i have no strong feelings no there's there are some good lines i mean when picard is giving his speech how many people does it take admiral i mean i think that's a good moment i like yeah. that i do like some of f murray abraham's uh, lines i don't know why on earth they decided to have a couch from the late 60s be his bridge chair um but that's okay i guess they wanted to have a little tos in there again i don't know that was a nod to the original con- some of the original concept art for next gen because oh. the original thought was there wouldn't be a captain's chair. Maybe there's Thank like a sofa. Thank mm. God that they didn't do that in TNG because that is just, it's awful. Um, one of the things that I've always had a hard time with in this movie, and I've talked about it, I think, when we talked about Insurrection Bill in our show, the Enterprise E is pretty technologically advanced. I mean, it's got a, it, it doesn't run on triple D batteries or, or anything like that. Um, and they can beam people from, you know, the in orbit of a planet, they can beam them down to the planet surface without a problem whatsoever. Why did they have to be like 20 meters away from the crew on the on the uh, solar ship before they were able to beam them up? Because the radiation. I don't buy that for a second. I do. No, I don't like it. It's not going. There. Well, nobody cares what you like because you suck. <laughs> Okay, I got two more of these goofs, guys. Let's just get back to the fun stuff. Wow, sorry, sorry. No, we interrupted. Sorry, Sarah. Sorry. No, no, no. No, please. If we, my guests are allowed to do whatever they want. Um, at 22.54, when Picard first meets the Baku, he first introduces Dr. Crusher and then Counselor Troy. Counselor Troy nods first and then Dr. Crusher, as that is the order they are standing. Patrick Stewart says the name's out of sequence and Marina Sturtis and Case McFadden end up responding to the wrong character names. <laughs> I never, never noticed, noticed that. that. Classic. I've never noticed that. Go back and I've watch it. Never noticed that. Oh my god! Do I have um, to? No. <laughs> and you can also look for this when the admiral goes to talk to Captain Picard. There is a kidnapped Baku woman smiling and laughing along with another unseen actor. But when we see them again, she appears as a victim again. <laughs> so somebody wasn't ready for a. <laughs> Maybe a she was rolling. watching Insurrection. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, classic. All right. Well, let's put that one to bed. That. That will save you the despair of talking about that. But I have a question for you. Yeah. If you could, and I'm gonna I'm gonna extend this along to the other worlds of of, of Star Trek. What would would do you have a good idea for a Star Trek movie that would have been a TNG cast movie? Do you have an idea, or instead for a, maybe a Deep Space Nine, uh, what could have been a good story or Voyager? Is there anything that you know? Since you obviously have some real strong feelings about ones that you've loved versus ones that you've not loved, any scripts rolling through those brains? I actually, way back in the day when Bill and I worked at uh, a um, investment firm together, years and when we first became friends. 
In technology. In let's technology. Be clear. Yes. Yeah. We were, yeah, we were in the technology aspect. I started writing a novel. And Bill's going to hate this. Uh, I mean, he, he knows about it, but I wrote a novel of what happened to Yar with the whole yesterday's enterprise and how she was captured by the Romulans and mm. was forced to have a child. I started the whole, I think I got through like a chapter and then I, it just, it just went away and I never, I never worked on it. I don't know how big a blockbuster movie that would be, but that was something that I had toyed with back in the day. All right. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So it would have been a Salem novel, which I'm sure Bill would not have been happy with. I would have burned Sela, it. Excuse um, me. Sela, yeah. I, I say, who's Sela? Sela. Take Come away. sail away. Come <laughs> sail away. That's the that's what Super it is. Super fan one seven oh one Sorry, I've been doing I've been I've been I've been practicing my German on Duolingo, so you know I get my accents all screwed up. Uh, shut up and eat your watermelon. Um <laughs> that's not the first time he's heard that either. I, I actually don't have an idea like that. And that's because I I and this is my own thing that I have to get over. I don't think I'm particularly creative in that endeavor. Mm. Uh, yeah, I can watch something and know how it should progress. I can recognize that characters are being progressed or or regressed or congressed, if you want to call it that, because that's <laughs> the opposite of progress. Um, but nice. I um, thank you, thank you. I'll be here all week. Please tip your waitress. Have an old fashioned. Um, but I I struggle at times with original ideas, not because I feel like it's already been done before, but because I always in the back of my head say, no, that sucks. That's not good. So that's kind of my own thing to get over. Dan has certainly done more with that regard than I ever have. Um, That's why I stick to talking about Star Trek because um, that I know I can do. Mm. I do it anyway. Yeah. So you do a damn good job at it too. Oh, thanks coach. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've also always wanted to do a backstory about Galdicott when he was running the occupation. I was just going to say, I would love to see a Cardassian led movie. Um, My all time favorite Star Trek villain is Galdicott. I I just think that Mark did a fantastic job portraying that guy. And, um, you know, sort of like I would, it would be great to see if he would do something like what Andy Robinson did and did a novel about Garrick, which is coming out on audio uh, in the next several months, read by Andy Robinson, Robinson, which is going to be just fantastic. But I would love if Mark had did something like that. But Goldicott's such an intriguing and complicated character. That would be something I would love to do. I think that there's there's a there's a series like a three season series all about the occupation. I think you could yeah. go dark, you could go super dark, and have it be a torturous, terrible reality about what that experience was for the Bajorans and for them and make it like a I think that'd be a fantastic TV show. I'd watch it. It wouldn't like be podcasting for the kids. with Dan Davidson. Right? Yeah. Nothing's that hard. I just think they're a really great villain that didn't get utilized in the at all hmm. enough. Yeah. But he's but it just in those episodes that he's in, he's memorable. I'm gonna have to watch some more I actually, uh, we're going way off on tangents, but but that's something I had actually hoped for a split second that when we knew that the fo- what the uh, the founders were involved in Picard season three, that maybe somehow Ducat was somehow involved, brought back some way by the Pa race. But mm. of course, it didn't make sense for a Deep Space Nine villain to be the main antagonist mm-hmm. in a TNG series. So, mm-hmm. Well, and you can't have the Pa race without Cisco. Right. Exactly. Because DS9 Absolutely. is all about the darkness yep. and the light. Yep. You have to have, you can't have the pa rates without the emissary right mm-hmm. um, because you know it's it's both halves of the the equation 
And Avery Brooks is never coming back to Star Trek. So, mm-hmm. um, plus, I mean, Marco Limo's 81. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's putting on the Ducat makeup anytime soon. Nope. I don't think so. Nope. Oh, well. hmm. Anyway. Sarah, what about you? Uh, you must have some kind of story idea. I mean, uh, you posed that question to us. I'm going to throw it right back at you. So there. Well, I, like I said, the Cardassians would be, I think, I think there's a lot to explore there that I would be super stoked to see. Um, I Other idea I ever had, and I've shared this before on the podcast, I think, is something along the lines of um, you wouldn't even really know you're watching Star Trek until like five seasons in or five, like, or into like an hour or two into the movie because it's about like a post-apocalyptic, dark, think of a nurse ratchet kind of character, people struggling to stay alive, to become better and better. And it's the birth of the Borg. It's it's a planet where this oh, is where it started. You have a mad scientist who's trying to use here's some genetic things. Here's this. It'll make you better. It'll make and how you just warp this race into becoming the supervillain. Like the birth of the Borg, I think would be a really cool story because we don't really have any idea about how they started. Actually, actually, or do we? Actually, it's not canon, but it is in a novel. There was a series of novels that came out uh, about a decade ago, and at the end of it, it was uh, the Federation was alongside and i don't remember it if they were fighting against or alongside an alien race and a bunch of them got thrown back in time like way back and this alien race was was part um uh robotic or um not robotic but cybernetic Cybernetic. and Mm. they eventually took over and kind of consumed the federation people that they were stranded with and they the federation became the first Borg, which is incredible. Like, oh my God, that's like incredible to think of. So yeah, but that's not canon, but that's what happened in the books. Interesting. Yeah. That would be good. Pretty cool. Yeah. Other than that, I can't think of anything. I mean, nothing really stands out. I'd love to do a movie about the Binars. No, I wouldn't. I'm just kidding. Come on, Bill. That was kind of funny. I'd love to do a follow-up to the Sona. (laughs) No, I wouldn't. (laughs) That was no. funny. A kids animated movie all about Spot and um the dog from Enterprise um coming Porthos. together. Porthos uh tour, you know, the incredible journey space edition. Space edition. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Who, who does the human voices of Livingston? the animals? Oh my god. Oh my god. You gotta get like Christopher Walken for the cat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going at warp nine. <laughs> Yes. And then like Andy Samberg for the dog or something. Like <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. God. That's funny. All right. I have nothing else just, to say. You know, I just want to say, I was just kidding about the whole thing. I love insurrection. It's one of my favorite movies. You're so full of shit. <laughs> you, you're so, you just what? don't want the hate mail. No, I know. It's not the best movie, but let's no. all, let's all admit it. Bill, you'll admit it too. If it's on, it's Star Trek. We'll watch it. Yeah, absolutely. What's so great about Star Trek is even yeah. the ones that aren't great, you love. Absolutely. I, I won't watch Generations. Yeah. Um, just because I hate it that much. You do. You do. I it's do. Kind of like I, Nemesis, I, like me. Nemesis is is my Bill version of of Generations. I just. Oh, I got a one thing we didn't talk about with Insurrection, so I want uh, I I want to bring it in now, even though it's please. Nemesis related. Um, we were talking about the convention earlier, and it made me think of Nemesis, which made me think that I got to meet Rob Perlman. 
for the yeah. for the first time, which was great. He is he is as cool as he is in Sons of Anarchy. I'll tell he you was that. He, so funny on stage about telling people to come out and buy his book from the back of his car. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in the parking was, lot. Like he was I so was, funny. I was doing my cosplay as Thanos when yeah. I got my photo up with Ron Perlman. Yeah. And I walked up and he looked at me and he was just like giving me the that that Ron Perlman smile with his big chin and and just looking at it. And I go, dude, you would have made the best Thanos. And he looked at me, he goes, Don't I fucking know it? I mean, it was just <laughs> it was just so great. funny. Now, Josh did a fantastic job as Thanos. I love Thanos. He's my favorite, uh, you know, one of my favorite villains. I love all the villains, it seems. Um, but yeah, that's my Ron Perlman story. Mm. How does that tie back to insurrection, really? It doesn't. We were talking about Insurrection, which made me think about Nemesis being one of the movies that I hate the most, but we're dissing on Insurrection, mm. so I just thought I'd bring it up. Were you at the convention when um, Shinzon himself was there on stage? Tom Hardy? No, uh, what no. year was that? I think it was like 2012. I don't, I don't know. It was a year that I didn't go, but I had been going. So I went, maybe it was seven, was... 2007. I missed that oh, one. I went gosh, five, six, eight, time. nine. I don't think I went to that one. Um, I went to a few at the um, at the former Hilton, which is now the Westgate. Yeah. Um, it was the I best. Went, I went the last year that the experience was open to that. Yeah, con. I was there. Um, we didn't even I, know each other. I know, right? And then I took a few years off before I went to the Rio for the first time mm-hmm. in 2011. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been that, every Tom- year since. Tom Hardy graduated and and went from Nemesis all the way up to Venom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. What a is, dink. Is there no, any I like Venom? <laughs> um, if you could because Tom Hardy's like he's a pretty big name now. Um yes. he wasn't at yeah. the time. And Ron Perlman's a big name, and we've also had other big names like Malcolm McDowell and Christopher Lloyd and mm-hmm. Kirstie Alley, uh, Alfre Woodard, uh, grace the the stage and and to support the the Trek world. Is there anybody that you would love to see uh, in the Trek universe as an an actor or actress that has never done anything? Do you think can you think of anyone who'd be a great villain or a great captain or? Absolutely, and unfortunately, we can now never see it, and that's Lance Riddick. He would have been mm. the most balls to the wall captain you would have ever seen in Star yeah. Trek. And it he was a huge Star Trek fan. And it, he is an example of someone we lost way too soon, but he mm. would be my number one pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would have been mine too. Yeah. I love Lance Reddick. Um we did a, we did an episode, a theoretical recasting of Deep Space Nine. Yep. Got a handful of years ago, probably, Dan. Yeah. Mm. And time. um we both picked Lance Reddick is our choice to recast as Benjamin Cisco. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we tweeted that at him and he he fucking loved it. Yep. He's like, uh, he would have killed for that, you know, because I think he's the only other actor that could really pull off Cisco the way Cisco needs to be pulled off, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he I think he would have been amazing. Tell um, you what, motherfucker. Whoa. <laughs> That's what he does. That's what he would do. He'd this say a that family Odo, show. Odo's face. That's what he'd say. <laughs> it's a family show. He's not uh, Sam Jackson, for God's sake. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little Bosch. Bosch rub off there. Bosch. Bosch. What are you talking about, Bosch? Uh, anyway. I thought we were going to do what you talk about, Willis. And that's a whole other series of problems that we don't <laughs> yes, need. No, we don't need that. That's fine. Nope. Uh, that's too bad. Anyway, what about yeah. you? Who's your, who yeah. would you pick? Sorry. Ice Cube, for sure. Ice Cube. I think you do great. <laughs> 
he's actually a pretty good actor. Don't get me wrong. Actually, a son of Shay Jackson's a really good actor too. Or Donald I love his Glover. song. I say, actually, I love this song. I say, baby. If if I could pick somebody, like who's an actor that I really, really love, and I everything they watch, I I have to see it. It'd probably be like Jeff Daniels. Um, interesting. I think I could, like especially after seeing him in The Martian. And he's got good range, but he can also play like a real, just like straight laced guy. Like I could see him being an arachnophobia. Yeah, I like Jeff Daniels. But, but I don't Dumb know. Dumb and what... Dumber. Oh, and and I will say that he he did a better job in that movie than Jim Carrey, and Jim yeah. Carrey got top lit billing. Jeff yeah. Daniels is hilarious in that movie. He's great. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. Is there anyone you'd never want to see in Star Trek? I'll go first. Ben Affleck. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Rosie O'Donnell. He... Paris Hilton. Um, actually, she could probably play like a little alien or something, and like a little sixties uh, get-up kind of thing. Actually, she probably wouldn't be that bad. Um, not I, I, this is somebody that I love. I, I I love this actor. I just wouldn't want to see them in the Star Trek world because I think people would just judge it too harshly. And or Keanu Reeves. I can't yeah, I can see, see him. That. I can't really yeah. see him doing anything where it's not like he oh my god it's keanu reeves like he's he should just, have no. been an insurrection because then it would have been even more boring than it is oh keanu reeves I'm is just, great don't I'm give just me that joking. i love john i'm just joking i love john wick he's awesome i say you need to watch all four john wicks as a penance yeah. right yeah. now yes no i'm just joking he's good he's i'm good. trying to Plus think of like re- the entire the replacements is I'm, a great movie i'm thinking of the lake house i think uh, <laughs> or the like mailbox the or whatever cast that of, uh, succession. one is <laughs> Oh, that'd be a shit show. The whole cast of Succession is is yeah. the ship. It'd <laughs> be amazing. Uh, nice yeah, day. I wouldn't want to see Kevin Costner in in. I was just gonna say that. I was literally saying that before I did my little ba 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 ba. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's it's we'll never see Kevin Costner because obviously Paramount wants nothing to do with him. Yeah. No, I they actually it's the other way around, I think. Yeah, they actually want him to come back. And yeah. Kevin Costner is like, Yeah, no, I'm by the way, I'm not coming back to Yellowstone. And they're like, You're the star, yeah. dude. Yeah. What if Scorsese did one and he had DiCaprio in there somewhere? <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> wow. I can almost star- see Leonardo DiCaprio I- doing a Star Trek. Thing and not doing a bad job. Directed Star Trek movie. I still wanted wow. the Tarantino. I want it hey, bad. Are you gonna go to Warp Drive? Are you gonna go to Warp Drive? You're talking about me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yes. Nice. It's a five-hour film. Yep. Oh my god. Ever <laughs> since I can remember, I always wanted to be a navigator. Sorry, little good fellas. I you love just, that movie. That Dan's is one out, of my favorite. Dan's out of control time. now that he's at his watermelon. The, the cast of uh, <laughs> Ray Liotta's back. We got everyone back. We got all the CGI to make them all look young. They're the new cast of the new ship. <laughs> I'm the sorry. USS, if, go fuck yourself. <laughs> if we're gonna do, if we're gonna do a Scorsese movie, it's got to be Casino. I'm gonna have to override all of yes. this. Yes, because mm. Casino is still the best Scorsese movie ever made. I'm sorry to all the Scorsese fans and apologists. Um, I get it. The man's a, an epic film director. No. Secretly, I love the fact that he won his only Oscar for a film about Boston and not about New York. <laughs> that brings me great joy. But uh, Casino is just a, is a masterpiece. Plus I would it's put, Vegas. I would put Casino number two over Goodfellas. Goodfellas is just one that I never get bored with. Yeah. Um, and then because and then I'd say Casino. I apologize. Yeah. Very very close What's A and B. I'd agree with you, but we'd both be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever go to the plaza and have a cocktail at the bar there where they film Casino? 
I never have. That's there you actually go. we'll have to do point. that when we're down at Millennium do Fan Bar after the party. We'll all go casino style. We'll have a drink at the plaza since we're downtown. Nice. There you go. Gimlet's all around. Your fucking shine box. I could say that. Like, <laughs> yes. What I'm are you doing? Just busting your balls. What's going? What's going on here? I just I just got out. I wanted to see you. I wanted to just go get your oh, fucking. Shine I'm going to rent myself a fur coat just for the occasion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do a gosh. lot of coke, and it's going to be. Okay. All right. On that note, yes. <laughs> we're planning debaucherous oh. drinks already in Vegas. I can't wait. A fun night. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on to the show and visiting and talking. Vegas and insurrection and Trek and all of that. It's always good to see you guys. It is always good to see you. When are you going to invite me back to your shows? Uh, let me talk to the vice president of marketing. No, no, no. <laughs> You're the vice president of guest relations. Guest relations, marketing, uh, whatever. Sarah, on a serious note, we love having you on the network. Yes. Um, we have since day one. The day you told us that Rewind was coming back, I think we both, you know, yes. let out a, a gigantic scream of excitement. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is... As far as we're concerned, this is your home and this is where you belong. And uh, we love the fact that you're here with us. We wouldn't have it any other way. Yep. Oh, I can't say it any better than that. So yep. sweet. It's, it's great. And and he's right. The day that we found out you were coming back, we were yeah. like so ecstatic. We were so happy. Um, so, yeah, you are right where you need to be. Fantastic. Well, yep. you know, we're, we're enjoying our summer break. Haley's got some big moving stuff going on. So we'll be back yeah. nice. post STLV to... Talk, you know, talk all about those great episodes of TNG. Awesome. Oh, there's so many bad ones still for us to discuss. So <laughs> stay tuned. You guys should talk about Insurrection. We should. I think she likes it. I can't remember. She loves Nemesis. We already Shots about that fired. One. Are you what? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's Hold like Haley's favorite movie. She loves it. Oh, I know. Why do you think I didn't invite her to this last minute? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're listening, Haley, hi. Hi, Hi, Haley. Haley. Love you. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm going to leave it at that. And All thank right. you guys. And I'm going to do my post closeout audio clip later. When totally. I can think my brain's fried. I'm tired and I want to <laughs> make some dinner. And we'll talk soon. All Go right. Do it. Yeah, we'll see. And fingers we'll see crossed on three weeks. good news this week. Hey, fingers Absolutely. crossed. We're all going to yep. have a hoot. It's going to be the best convention yet. Everyone's going to be there. It's going to be awesome. Put it out there I in was- the universe. I was looking some stuff up during the during the recording, and it looks like the producer or the studios are looking to bring in a, possibly a federal negotiator to stave Good. off a strike with SAG-AFTRA. Nice. And it's Tommy Lee Jones. It's going to be a movie. I can see it now. <laughs> the negotiator. Like. Kevin Spacey and Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Not a bad movie, but I won't Not watch it now movie. because of Kevin Spacey. Kevin exactly. Spacey, yeah, he's gross. Yep. But he's Tommy gross. Lee Jones would be good in Star Trek if he was a little bit younger. I don't know how yes. old he is now. but Harrison like him, Ford. It, well, yeah, The Fugitive. Harrison, I, let's, let's just watch The Fugitive. I just love that movie. It's great. Harrison Ford is cashing so many paychecks. It wouldn't shock me if he'd do a Star Trek movie at this yeah. point. He's going to be the Red Hulk. He's have on his tour to just make money. No, not yet. Not yet. I will see I it uh, when it comes out on digital. Did you like it? I did. Good. I really, I really, yeah, but I like Insurrection. So you can't really trust my opinion. Oh, Christ. That's right. You know I liked new- it. I thought it was a well told, nice, good story. It was better than the last one. Bill, that you know means it sucks. You know what's really good with uh, with Harrison Ford is a new series he just did for Apple TV it's called Shrinking. Shrink, it is yeah. it's it's a role we've never seen him in. It's it's good. And it about? I it's about this uh, this this shrink who uh, essentially is still trying to recover from the death of his wife, and he's going off the deep end. And Harrison Ford plays the guy who runs the practice that oh, they wow. work at it, and he's yeah, dealing with the guy from his own stuff. 
And um, uh, How I Met Your Mother, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's dealing with his own stuff, you know, like, um, I want to oh. say Parkinson's. Mm. So it, it's got some very light moments. It's from the same production team that did Ted Lasso. Mm. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But it's Harrison Ford is different than this than anything else he's ever been in. Wow. And I think it's the best thing he's ever done. Are there is any it, other shows that are capturing you guys right now other than the new episodes of Strange New World? So is there anything that you're eagerly anticipating or watching? I or? just finished season one of Yellowstone. I'm starting to okay. watch that now, which I, I like really it. enjoy. Good job. Um, we're going to start watching The Flight Attendant pretty soon because that's okay. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, what else we got going on? Uh, I know there's stuff mm-hmm. out there. Um, uh, the the Tulsa King is phenomenal. I can't wait for season two. Ooh. of Tulsa, Tulsa King. King is great. It's amazing Never that these it. actors that we're used to in movies, their best work is now in, in streaming television. Sly Stallone's best work is Tulsa King. It, it is, is phenomenal. Oh, wow. Kevin Costner's best work is Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Well, Bodyguard. Uh, I mean. Uh, no. Yeah, it's he's Yellowstone. Way better uh, in Yellowstone. <laughs> I love if you I like too, Ye- he's better than if you like Yellowstone, you might like Succession. They're both essentially a retelling of yeah. King Lear. Okay. I yeah. I want to became that. obsessed with Succession by the end. I loved it. That's why and I made I the joke. I want the whole cast. Like, I want the whole cast to be a Star Trek series. The most dysfunctional, yeah. horrible people that can't even figure out which direction to go. Just yeah. like so being good. on a recording of Trek Geeks. Karen Culkin <laughs> just was a fan. Everyone was so good in that. Um, just horrible people. Yeah. Cool. All right. Rock All right. On. You awesome. guys have a great night. We'll talk Good to you soon. Sarah. You got Take it. Take care. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, that does it for another episode of Rewind. Thank you so much, Bill and Dan, for taking the time to talk uh, Insurrection and Vegas. It was super fun. Thank you to Five Year Mission for the music as always. And uh, thanks to Patreon and the sponsors and uh, remember you can find me on Twitter at Van Island Sarah and you can consider sponsoring and supporting us through Patreon Uh, there's a website trekgeeks.com so go check it out and uh, to infinity and beyond Mm -hmm.